0: All right, everybody, Cash Call, Brian Curtis, Dale Archdeacon, back for another amazing week of uh, us really just uplifting the public uh, in the best way that we possibly can, which is helping you guys have much better conversations with strangers. And who knows, you know, even people you do know, right, Brian? Yeah, you can talk, you can still have conversations with people, you know, I think that's acceptable. So occasionally, I try to limit that. Try to keep that to a minimum, no, I'm kidding. Uh, all right, so today, Brian, you got some calls for us. We weren't able to get around to you last week. And so, yeah. so you know, I, I was, uh, we, we took all of our time on the call that I had, so why don't we work on what Brian has today, everybody?
1: Okay, cool, so I've chopped this call up a little bit. Um, let me just start by saying that, um, hello, Michael Miller, um, to everybody, thank you. Um, I just wanna start by saying, so, I cut this person's name out of this. When you listen to it, they did introduce themselves. It's not just uh, starting from the blue. So, um, but you're, I think you're
0: you're changing names to protect the innocent. Is that
1: I what? am. I'm, I'm leaping out names like Dale as he plays his. Will actually pause, like you know, pause the sound. I'm not that high tech, so I'm going to just simply do it ahead of time because I know I'll screw it up. So (laughs) anyway, you know, one of the good things about being in any industry is that you understand what your weaknesses are and compensate for them. So one of my weaknesses is I'm not going to hit the sound at the right time and I'm going to call. So anyway, enough of that garbage. Let's uh, go ahead and get this started to play because I know we're we're running a little behind this one. So here we go. I don't hear anything.
0: Uh Uh-oh, technical difficulties, everybody. You would think after five years, we would have this down.
1: Or after five years, we're like most people, we keep doing the same stuff over and over again. Right, right. So uh, (laughs) learn something. Okay, I'll I'll be nice to myself. All right, tell me now, Dale.
2: agree. Hi. Were you trying to schedule a tour for a property in Bella Vista? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect, I can help you with that. So mm-hmm. I am a local realtor. Um, I'm a buyer's agent. Are you already currently working with
1: Go ahead, Dale. Notice that Dale didn't ask me to pause that. I just had no, a feeling no. I was gonna wanna talk about that. <laughs>
0: wait, wait, let's, wait, re- let's recreate it. Re- it. Oh, I'm hearing myself. Oh, I'm hearing myself, here. Can you kill your sound? It's popping out. It's coming out of mine. I don't know what's going on. But I want to recreate what just happened, okay? I go down to the local uh, car lot, right? I start to walk out, and I'm looking in the window of a car, and a car salesperson walks up to me and goes, hi, are you looking to buy a car? Yeah. Great, I'm a car salesman. I help people buy cars. Do you have a car salesman you're working with? Okay, let's not do that right off the bat.
1: So. I'm going to say the same thing in a different way say the same flippant thing every single time with every freaking lead on the front end like there should be no mystery what my intro script hi this is Brian Curtis Curves really group and thanks for reaching out to Zillow's connected us I'm a local real estate agent here in such and such a place and I, I Zillow said that you're interested in one two three make sure I'd love to set up an appointment for you or, or do you have any questions same freaking scripts every freaking time and uh yeah and i'm not saying you have to use my script but don't stumble and bumble around if you don't have your your intro script memorized you're going to say something like hey i'm not the listing agent in case you were looking for the listing agent which is (laughs) one of the things this
0: person just said right yeah and i i don't like that she said i'm a buyer's agent because you know, just play the devil's advocate with whatever comes out of your mouth. Oh, you're a buyer's agent, so you only do buyer stuff. Uh, do I need a buyer's agent? Is that the right thing for me? Should I have some other kind of agent? Do I even want an agent at all, right? Right. If you just think of all the questions that could pop up in somebody's mind as a result of what you've said, it's just easier not to make it weird, you know, just, just go on with the conversation like you did, Brian, right? Hey, that's fantastic. When would you like to go see the property? Or when would you? When would you like? When is convenient for you to get out there? Whatever it may be. Yeah.
1: Hey, I've got time tomorrow. tomorrow which would be better for you go take a look at? It. I'm not. A, I'm not stuck on. You have to have the script be the same as mine or the same as Dale's. But what I am stuck on is it has to have a couple of components. It has to say who you are. If you're working things like Zillow, like this is a Zillow lead. Say that you're a local agent. The reason being, they've already talked to somebody from God only knows where. They really don't want to talk to that person. They're not sure that they want to talk to you because they're afraid you're somebody else who can't help them. So give them that opportunity. And then again, depending on the lead's intent, if it's a high intent lead, if it's a sign call, realtor.com, Zillow, ask them if they want to see the property. If it's not something like a you know a pay-per-click lead or a website lead, Facebook lead, hey, you made an inquiry on my website. Um, are you guys uh, thinking about making a move soon or are you just window shopping? Yeah. So some version of those things. And again, you should say it over and over until you're sick of hearing yourself say it. And and I know that seems silly, but that's really where I think we need to be. All right. I think i beat that dead horse. Let's move on. The realtor.
3: Um, no. OK, fabulous. OK, so I made it I a whole other two
1: seconds before I uh, yes, did this. I have
3: and I like um, this particular home. I have two other in mind, um, but I don't know if I'll have time to Are see them today. Okay.
1: okay. So here's another thing, Dale. I don't like the question. Are you working with a realtor? Dale does. And Dale, and I don't agree on hundred percent of everything, but let me ask you this, Dale, 32 seconds into the phone call. Should you be asking somebody if they have a realtor?
0: No. Tell me no. why. Because I need to build rapport first with you because, uh, and it's not, I feel like it's some people, you know, when I'm doing training, they're like, Oh, well, if you ask them if they have a real estate agent, they're just going to lie to you. I don't believe that most people don't just lie most people most people don't lie and in fact go out of their way not to tell a lie um the reason that i don't want to ask it that quickly is because if they do or if they're thinking of using someone i don't have any rapport built and it's hard to overcome that or sell past it with no rapport if i have more rapport, and then i find out that you have somebody you're planning to work with thinking about working with have worked a little bit with right I now have I have more firepower to be able to try and sell around it mm-hmm. yeah
1: and you know it's funny because I was teaching a class this morning and I, I i said this no less than ten times everything you do has to be in rapport so we were talking about objection handling before you're doing objection handling be in rapport before you're closing be in rapport when you first start talking to somebody get into rapport and it's an overused term but i'm telling you right now 32 seconds into a conversation oh you should use me instead really because we've talked for 32 whole seconds why i mean don't set yourself up there's two questions that are very legitimate questions that can be asked but need to be asked further on in the conversation and they are do you have an agent or some version of do you have an agent and are you pre-approved and again some version of that my pre-approval question is are you guys planning on paying cash, or do you need to finance? Or which you, are you planning on financing the home? That's my question. I always lead with, "Are you planning on paying cash?" Why? Because no one's ever insulted if I ask them if they have five hundred thousand dollars in cash laying around. But right. if I say, "Hey, do you need financing?" They're like, oh, I'm good. I'm just starting you know, my defense." So lead with cash. You're going to ask that question, but again, that's a question way down the road. Do you agree?
0: Yep, absolutely. All
3: right, definitely we'll down the road. I was going
1: to.
0: I was gonna even just define a little bit of what we mean when we say rapport, and you know it's let's just make sure that we we're like we're on the same page with the audience when we say rapport, what it means to me is that this person uh either I can tell that they like me or that they are um that they are jiving with what I'm saying like we're we're in alignment with the way that we're talking or the way that we're thinking, and they're sort of open and they have a positive attitude um at, at minimum, they're not resistant to me, right? Or they're not yes. objecting to me or they're not, um, or that we're not, um, you know, sometimes there's just like, when you communicate with somebody, you've communicated with those people where you just can't connect. Like we're not connecting. We don't, we don't see things similarly. We don't understand each other well. That is way out of rapport, right? Yes.
1: And, yeah. and here's the thing that's interesting about rapport that, that I want to add. If Dale and I are in rapport, we both feel it. Yes. So how do you know you're not in rapport? You don't feel like you're in rapport. And sometimes sometimes it seems overly simple, but we know, you know, like I know that, hey, we were driving with this guy and then we started talking about uh, financing and then they got real quiet and didn't want to talk about, we lost rapport. Now, that's not always your fault. Like maybe you brought something up very legitimate like financing and they got a 400 credit score and they don't want to talk about it. So, therefore, you've created a
0: situation where you've lost rapport. That's fine. And you don't, and and you don't know it. It's hard to interpret, right? It's not yep. you. It's the financial situation. Right. So,
1: to me, and this is most important on the phone, and I can't say this enough. So, this call is going to be three minutes and 22 seconds long. I think I cut it up. So, it's probably about five minutes long. Most outgoing phone calls or even incoming phone calls, at the max, you've got 10 minutes. So you can't spend 20 minutes trying to build rapport. Well, so what am I saying with that? On the phone, your key to rapport, and I believe this in person as well, but more on the phone than anything else, is mirroring and matching. And Dale talks about this all the time. Hey, this is Brian. Well, the first word that's gonna come out of Dale's mouth is hey, not because Dale says hey all the time, but because I said hey. So I'm gonna be in the same thing with that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at their pace. I'm going to look at here's something a lot of people don't look at content chunks so content chunks are things how many words people say in between so my favorite example of content ch- chunks is george w bush so george w bush talked in about three or four word content chunks if you ever listen to him he yeah. did and it annoyed the crap out of people right <laughs> there's a reason for him to do that but that's not important so listen to the content chunks Here's the thing, and I will say this, if you're a, a long talker like me, and, and Dale's probably would fall into the long talker category, big, big, big chunks, one of the things you may have to do is, is chunk your, your things down because here's what they found. People who talk in really long chunks can pay attention to the people who talk in short chunks. People who talk in short chunks cannot pay attention to the people who talk in really, 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 really long chunks.
0: I want to so sa- wait, I want to say something. About, I want to say something about that. I've noticed that in my real life, right? When you're networking in with real people. life. <laughs> I, yeah, in my real yeah, IRL in real life. Uh, I can think, I can name a couple of people who shall not be named here, who are influencers, who are influencers, who have big, you know, that like they're they're well known, but I can tell when I talk to them. I'm too long, like I, their eye, Their eyes glaze over, they start their body language changes, they look around, you can just see the mood shifts when I start to go over those little bite-sized chunks that they need, right? They're the, you know, uh, Brian probably knows some of them. They're the people where you have to say something snappy and fun fast in, in little like doses, right? They're like adrenaline junkies. They're like, oh, I'm not pumped up. We're five words in, I'm bored, I wanna do something else. I need something shiny again. Shiny, shiny. Yeah. So it's
1: just it's just one more thing that you can pay attention to, right? So again, this person talks in pretty short content chunks, by the way. If you pay attention to it, so part of that might have been we didn't have enough rapport at the front end, so I'm getting one word answers. But you know, and I want to tell you something else. This the, back to George W. Bush when he did speeches, he talked in three or four word chunks. But here's something that's interesting. If you ever watch just a regular interview with him when he's not president. He talks mm-hmm. a lot longer. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. So it was done on purpose is my point. So if you're going to have to go one way or another, go shorter is my point. That makes sense. So, all right. I'm going to play a little bit more. See if we can make it past five seconds before I need to pause. <laughs> so
2: do you, you want to go see this one off 30, 10, 32 Rillington mm-hmm. Drive?
3: Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Let me see. You requested at 3 p.m. Is that still good for you today? Yes. Mm-hmm. Let me see if that's available. What is it?
1: Didn't make it very long. So the answer is yes, it's available. And we're booking it at three o'clock and move on. Right. Mm-hmm. And Dale and I've talked about this a bunch of times. Move on. Okay, great. I'll come back to it. They'll take my phone call if it, if it's pending. They'll take my phone call if the seller has to cancel on me. I promise. So book the flipping appointment.
0: Yeah. Let me, let's put it this way, Brian. Um, a lead is vast vastly more likely to answer your call if they have a pending appointment with you where they want to go see something and you have to call yeah. them back than they are if they don't if if they already know the house is not available, right? They're much less likely to answer your call. So right. you're on the side of booking an appointment that you can't do. I'm not saying lie. Right? We're not saying be fraudulent. I'm saying don't look the goddamn thing up. Just book the appointment and then find out that you can't show it.
1: Yeah. And, and it, by the way, you know, it, it's, it's okay. I've, this is my statement that you guys can take for what it's worth. It's hard to, to set an appointment, it's super easy to cancel one. Oh, yeah. So this person's basically saying set an appointment with me, set it. Don't yeah. try and because what happens if we look this house up and we go, hey, that house isn't available? All right, thanks. Now what we've done, I'm not saying we can't come back from that because we can, but guess what? We've just taken this, the air out of this person's sales. They were excited. They wanted to see this house. It was a very specific house. Can't see it. All right. Okay. Well, um, I'm good. Thanks, click. You know, you just <laughs> disappointed them and it, and it might not be that extreme, but remember in sales, we've got so much stuff to overcome. Don't create additional obstacles for yourself, right?
0: yeah absolutely man uh it's already hard enough like just it don't is. don't make it any harder perfect all right i'm up to 53 seconds i'm cruising right along
3: about the property that you like oh so many things we've um we've been working with a realtor but unfortunately she um i don't know maybe you know her or not she worked with better homes um she had to like kind of move and is open in another office so she just doesn't have the time that you know we want But we've lost her and all, so she's been showing us homes and stuff, but you know how the market is kind of crazy, so we just stopped looking for a while, and so just now we saw this house, and so we're interested in looking again, Um, but very slow today, so he's actually out running errands, um, and we just have a toddler who's napping right now. He, his nap ends before three, that's why I schedule at three. I just don't know how, like, bored he'll get, but if he is up for it, I would love to, like, go see all the houses at once today, but, like, back to back.
2: Um, okay, so what I can do is I can go ahead and try to book the appointment, so I can do, the lo- like, the logistics of how long it's going to take to get from one house to the other and I can book them. And then if your toddler is not hanging with it and you guys need to bail, that's fine. That's no big deal.
1: Okay. Okay. So I wouldn't have handled that exactly like that, but I like that she solved her problem. Hey, if your toddler becomes intolerant, we'll just cancel the other points.
0: Yeah, I like that. Um, I think that I would also have added in when the lead related that they had an agent they were working with, who then moved, didn't have the time for them. I might've gone for a close there, right? I might have, I, I, when I say close, uh, what I mean is I might have gone for a pitch mm. and without a close, right? I might have said, hey, listen, I got it. Listen, I, it sounds so far like I'd really like to work with you guys and help you out. And I do have the time that I'd be able to dedicate to you if we meet and you decide that you'd like to work with me too. I would just leave it open and uh, for a pitch, but not close it.
1: Right, and so this agent's on a team. I might also throw in there here, oh, you know, it's really a bummer when you do all that work, get to know somebody, and then all of a sudden they're not available for you and they don't have any kind of backup plan. So one of the things that's really great about our team is that there's about 30 people who are licensed on our team. I would like to tell you I'm available 24-7. I'm not, but I can tell you this, if I'm not available during business hours, one of the other agents will be, so we're not going to leave you hanging. And, you know, and basically I'm saying, hey, the other agent left you hanging, which on some level they did. Why didn't they refer that to somebody else in their office? Why didn't they, I don't know. I have no idea. But that other agent lost an opportunity and their brokers lost an opportunity. Yeah,
0: unfortunately. All
1: right, play a little bit
3: more. Okay, I mean, at worst case scenario, one of us can come back home, you know. Um, yeah, because yeah, I feel like everything in Bella Vista for me is 22 minutes. I will
1: also say this, this agent, and she's a newer agent she's excited and she keeps stepping on the other person so mm-hmm. by the way i've stepped on a, on, a, on a client right haven't you dale
0: oh absolutely yes i mean it's hard we you you know you're you're going to do that anyway no matter how many conversations you have hopefully i wonder um, you know this person personally um do they do they have that tendency to do that or is it just a one-off i think
1: it's a one-off and she's just excited I mean you can hear the excitement in her voice by the way I love the excitement in her voice she sounds interested to be in this conversation and yeah. I can't tell you how many cold calls I listen to the when the agent does not sound interested to be in the conversation <laughs> i and know so i, I think, think we've played some on
0: this we've definitely uh, played some on this call on this uh, yeah, podcast it,
1: yes we have and i have no idea if she's interested but sound like you're interested you she's know what i mean like it. So, um, yeah, absolutely. But here's, here's my point. Sometimes when we get interested and motivated and excited, we have a tendency to step on the other person. One of the things I'll say to you is if you do it once, that's okay. Not ideal, but okay. But if you keep doing it, then it's your fault. Yeah. Which means is that this other person wants to talk and guess what? You should let them talk because they're going to tell you things. Like I had an agent who basically I had to fire because they bailed on me. I've got a young kid. And I mean, look, this, this person's doing discovery for you, for us. Don't step on them. Let them keep doing the discovery work for you. Yeah. So anyway, a little bit more.
2: It's a way. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
3: Yeah. My, my husband works in Rogers. So it's about, yeah, 15, 20, depending on traffic in the day. Um, can I ask you another question? Like for how Here's long have you been a realtor and like how many homes have you sold this past year? Yeah. So, um, okay. So let me tell you a little bit about me. So I have had my
2: license for
0: two. Hold on. I want to do that differently. Can you ask me that question? Yeah. Hey, Praise, praise, Praise it like she did.
1: I think, I think I got it. So, Hey, Dale, um, a quick question. I've got two quick questions for you. Um, how long have you been a realtor and how many homes have you sold?
0: Oh, that's a great question. So I've been doing this a long time. Occasionally, people will ask me something like that. I'm curious, what does that mean to you? What what is important to you about the agent that you work with?
1: Yep. And do you want me to answer that, or is that we? No.
0: Now, if you're so, I might do that. Let's say that I somehow decided I was going to get back into production because I bumped my head and decided that's what I wanted to do not disparaging agents. My wife still sells
2: yeah, real
0: My specialty is building and managing uh, real estate teams, okay? Not selling houses. But if I had to, if somebody did that and said, how long have you been in the business? How many homes have you sold? I could probably answer that pretty well. But let's say that they said, hey, how many homes have you sold in the last year? That would be exactly zero, right? R- regardless of how much experience I have. And of course, I don't want to say that. But also what I did there is something that I think any listener here that doesn't have a really stellar record or hasn't sold a lot of houses, or maybe you're newer, what did I do? I just acted like I got a big long sheet of sales and accomplishments. And that I occasionally, you know, because I said, oh, you know what, I've been doing this a a while and and occasionally I get a question like that, right? So I almost patronizing and saying, that's a very cute question. Why would you ask that, right, is essentially what I did in in the way that I was, what does it mean to you? What's important to you? Totally just turned it back around onto Brian.
1: Well, and, you know, when Dale asked me that question, two things happened. First of all, he regained control of the conversation. The person asking the questions is the person in control of the conversation. So he regained control of the conversation. And then the other thing is he can talk about what he wants to talk about and not answer that question as directly if need be. To his point. Well, hey, actually, I just got back into production. I've sold seven hundred houses, but I took a couple of years off because I was doing some other things, and, you know. But you know, what's important about? I want someone who knows the area. Great, I've lived here my entire life. I know that. I want someone who's from. Oh, I study the real estate market. I'm also a real estate coach.
0: So, and an investor. I own yeah, property. Right. Sell property. Blah blah blah. Right
1: right so the number of houses that Dale has sold in the last 12 months is relatively irrelevant like I can tell you right now if I was moving to Dale's market and Dale said hey I'll, sell, I'll help you buy a house I would feel completely comfortable with that even though he hasn't sold a house in a long time I don't know what that is I
0: don't but, I don't know if you could afford me I don't think you could convince I, me I'm i, I'll, I I'll 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 give you my wife she's she's awesome she she's way better than me that's what, <laughs> that's what that's what that's that leadership thing right Brian oh no 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 yeah. you want my wife she's way better
1: so watch what this agent does. It's actually pretty cool.
2: My husband has been in this business for seven and we work as a team. So oh, okay, he, nice. Yeah, so we're, uh, we work for the He started this seven years ago when we found out we were pregnant with our son. Okay, so
1: the first part, she did good. The second part is nobody cares. <laughs> nobody oh, cares that i want to get pregnant okay
0: well i want to hear i want to hear how this person responds because the person does seem kind of analytical and she might not give a shit. so
1: here goes
2: so oh okay he, nice yeah so we're uh we work for the cons he started this seven years ago when we found out we were pregnant with our son and mm-hmm. he just it changed our lives doing real estate it just made our life a million times better and so after my son had gotten a little bit bigger, we were like, "All right, now it's time for you to get your real estate license."
3: <laughs> yes, um, I totally get it.
0: Yes, she doesn't care. No, she doesn't care. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that was a I don't think that was useful. And, and uh, you know what I would say, man, is I think this agent sounds really great. Love her energy. Sounds really positive and knowledgeable. I think that she should listen back to this and work on identifying this person's personality type because I think they're a little more analytical. And you know, she doesn't care.
1: Right. And think about this, the number, I want you to think about this, the number of people who have asked you that question that she got asked about how long have you been doing this and how many houses houses you sold? I want to say in the, God, I don't even have any idea how many appointments I've been on, but let's say 3,000 appointments that I went on in my real estate career. I got asked that question maybe 10 times.
0: And you know what, man, in my experience, it's only either really experienced people that consumers, leads that will ask you that, or an inexperienced uh, analytical person that will ask you that.
1: Yep. So understand when you're asking that to do that. So um, we've got a couple of comments. Well, yeah, so
0: we have chat going back and forth that it was probably this agent's attempt at building rapport, and we agree it was her attempt at building rapport. The lead is a robot and doesn't give two shits. Uh, So I know Brian didn't like that. They're an analytical, an analytical's well, way of rapport is not personal details.
1: Well, well, let me say what I but I, I actually I disagree just for fun. So of my course. issue is, is not that the persons are is an analytical. My issue is they still don't care. <laughs> Either Seriously, way, I don't care that being a real estate agent has made your life better.
0: I, yeah I, I don't think that was I don't think that's a good way to put it. I, I think no. that if, I, I think making your life better is not the good way to put it. I think it could be that hey my husband got into it, it was so successful for him, he needed help. I got my license and we are killing it together. Like I think and- that, that slight shift just demonstrates your success. Just,
1: just a tweak of that. I agree. But saying, hey, this has changed my life and my life is so much better now that I'm a real estate agent. Okay. <laughs> I just want to answer to, to make, respond real quick to Eric's comment. Those, those who asked that question probably read a book on how to buy a home with an agent. There is. Like if you go and read blogs and different things, there is sometimes like a list. Here's the seven things you should ask when interviewing your agent. There's a chance that that person read that. And again, this person's pretty analytical. They probably did. Yeah. So, all right, we've got uh, just a couple seconds left. Let me play a little bit more of this, and we'll be done.
2: Yeah. So I've I've been doing this for um, about two years now, uh, and on our team, you have to close a minimum of two transactions per month. I'm just gonna let it keep going so for a second. Sometimes we close oh, yeah. more, sometimes we close less, but you have to close two a month to stay on our real. Okay.
1: So why did I want to play that part again? That. Oh, no. has- to do so, remember this nobody cares about you. Eventually, they might. You've built a rapport with them, we've hung out, we've looked at 20 houses yeah. together. They might care about you.
0: Let's go back to the old car analogy. What this agent just did I walked onto the car lot. Did say this car salesman is like, Hey, yeah, I'm really good at selling cars, and I have to make sure that I sell anybody any car at least twice a month. And that means you sucker. So, let's get you into a car today. Yeah, I just. I, I want her to listen to that back and listen to it from the perspective of the lead. I know she was trying to sort of impress and say, well, we're high producers. We're well, actually, we're doing the minimum to stay on the team is what she yeah. essentially said if I read through the lines. But either way, man, like that is not attractive for the lead.
1: Right. So, hey, by the way, you know, we have some minimum standards on our team to make sure that, you know, we're coached and trained and so that we provide the highest level of support for the client. Really important for us.
0: We are we 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 uh, in order this team prides itself on outperforming 90 percent of the other licensed agents in our market with our level of customer service and value that we bring to our clients.
1: Right. Because now that's about
0: the client. Right. And that's what's important. Again,
1: uh, you know, nobody cares how much, you know, until they know how much you care. This doesn't say I care about you. This says I, I got to sell something or I'm not or I'm going to get kicked off this team is what I heard. Yeah. And she's not because she's a good agent. So,
0: yeah, no, I, I like this agent. I think she's really good. And I think it's an important thing for her to listen to some of this and have us put that funny lens of, over the words so that she can be like, oh, yeah that was too much, that could have gone wrong for me, that could have caused things I didn't want to happen uh, in the mind of the prospect.
1: Yeah, so anyway, I think there was a, a lot of good learning opportunities. The good news is she got an appointment, went to showed the property. So, it, you know, I've said this before, even though she didn't do a lot of the things that Dale and I wanted her to do, or she did some things that we didn't want her to do, you know, the number one thing she did is showed up and made the call, so.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. I was just doing a training today and I was like, listen, if you did nothing that I tell you and you just say really dumb things, but you say it to enough people, you will sell houses. I promise you. I've met Amen. those. <laughs> yeah, I,
1: I've met them too. Yeah. It dumbfounds me, but it's true.
0: <laughs> yeah, so. say say dumb things to enough people and you will sell real estate. I promise you. So. Uh, but the point being, we're being funny. The point is do it. Have the conversations. Then yep. come here and have Heckle and Jekyll listen to your calls so that we can help you improve, right? Amen. Well, Dale, that's what I got
1: for today. And I appreciate you as always. Anything you'd like to share before we close? No, I
0: think that we've melted their brains sufficiently, Brian. Awesome. Yeah, Richard Larkin said, great cash call. Thank you, Rick. Thanks, Rick. Appreciate Um, you. All right, everybody. Thanks for
2: joining us. We'll see you all next week. Bye. See you.